Hello, and welcome to the Power Your Advice podcast. The Power Your Advice podcast is designed to bring financial advisors new ideas, why those ideas should be considered, and how to implement them into your business. This podcast is brought to you by Advisorpedia, the best place for advisors to grow their minds and businesses. And now, please join your host, Doug Heikinen. Hi, and welcome to the podcast. We are live at the FSI One Voice Conference in Dallas, and we are with Matt Rutkowski, Head of Advisor Solutions at Morningstar. Welcome, Matt. Good morning. Thank you very much for having me here today. Head of Advisor Solutions at Morningstar. How long have it, has Advisor Solutions been at Morningstar, and what does it do? Sure, I know. A great question. And uh, so the role itself has existed for about a decade. And the, the idea here is to really take an external view of the world. So go out into the market really to try and identify key trends uh, that impact the delivery of advice, bring all that intel back to the lab, so to speak, uh, partner up very closely uh, with our product teams right, to make sure that we are developing new products, we're enhancing the products that we have, or even going out and finding integration partnerships, you know, other ways to partner up with uh, you know, other firms in the industry to deliver out right, on those key trends, making sure that quality advice is delivered to the end investor. So what are some of the main themes you're hearing as you're going out and listening to advisors, talking to executives? What are you bringing back to the lab? If we think about the current environment, and I know people probably don't want to continue to talk about COVID, but you, you have to really uh, understand the impact it had uh, in terms of firms looking at themselves and, and realizing the state they were in from an organizational preparedness. They're now in an environment where they can't sit across from their client in many instances. They're not sitting next to their colleagues. And the impact that had just in terms of that inward look to say systems, infrastructure, processes, content, and communication what was the state of affairs there? And, and many found that the, uh, the organizations just weren't as ready as they would hope to be. And so that kind of set about uh, you know, a, a need to reevaluate platforms, processes, organizational structure, communications, et cetera. So do you think, as awful as COVID was, it was a great wake-up call to advisors to reevaluate everything, discover that they could have their businesses work in different ways and even become better? I love the silver lining attitude, and I would agree for sure that it it, it most certainly, again, highlighted how uh, interactions could evolve, right, modernize. It allowed for advisors, quite frankly, to expand their geographical focus. You know, zip code based is no longer, we've proven, you know, it's no longer the only way to structure your, your advisory practice. I feel like advisors went into their own labs, their own homes, and just the energy you feel around being at a conference like we are is renewed and the discussions are vibrant and people are really excited to get back at it in a different way. I would totally agree with that as well. And so while, again, we learned a lot about how to engage over distance, I think we all learned uh, the value of being able to sit around a table and sit in a room and really brainstorm on ideas as well. And so it, you will find that balance, right, of live in-person engagement, uh, you know, as well as that, that engagement over distance. How involved are, is, are you in Morningstar from a regulatory standpoint? What are you seeing? Involved for sure. It's, it's certainly been uh, you going out over that same two-year period, uh, you, quite frankly, a substantial, I, I might even say majority focus of what, what I do. And if you think about, again, the environment where we move into COVID, where we're operating remotely, 
At the same time, you had a series of regulation focused on consumer protection. So Reg BI effective you know, July of 2021. You then you had um, uh, July of 2020, I should say. And then you had the DOL's PTE you know, focused on rollovers uh, that, that goes effective this, this year with July as, a, you know, as the requirement for documentation followed by the SEC's marketing rule, really focused on testimonials as well as use of hypothetical performance coming in, into play in the fall. And so at the same time, these firms have tried to, again, reinvent themselves to operate in this new environment. They've been forced to reevaluate the workflows, the processes, the, the rigor of the investment advice with the client's best interest in mind, which again, we feel is very important. Uh, but at the same time that they're reevaluating generally how they engage uh, they've had to make certain that they adhere to uh, you know, the, the elements of those regulation, which for many has caused you know, significant change uh, to technology, uh, uh, compliance and supervision workflows. And so, again, it's been a, a very busy time. And you know, from a policy research perspective, our team really sees this as the floor. And so consumer protection will continue to be a focus the rigor of evaluation of recommendations and making certain that they're in the best interest of clients is is a key focus. And so we've gone out, analyzed the regulations, uh, uh, evaluated their impact on the delivery of advice, and then you launched a series of workflows within our technology-based solutions that you draw on our investment research and data that we've been known for you know, since the mid-'80s. Uh, to modernize and, and, and re, uh, relaunch those workflows to address the specific elements of the regulation. Do advisors in general see regulation as a huge pain, or do they understand that it's for the benefit of the end investor? I think they understand that the intention is for it to be for the betterment of the end investor. I think there is still a lot of reticence, though, in terms of the impact and burden it has on their day-to-day -day lives. And so one of the things we've been very vocal about as we go out into the marketplace and share our views on regulation is just how important it can be as a strategic advantage. When you're recruiting advisors into the fold, when advisors are out there externally engaging with their clients, we want to turn that perspective around to illustrate that you know, fortifying the fiduciary relationship, empowering that investor for their success needs to be a part, right, of the differentiated service offering of that advisor. And so, again, while today they would see it, yes, they acknowledge it's needed, best interests are important, but you know, in terms of the workflows, and this goes back to the organizational preparedness comment I made in that many of them found that the regulations and the requirements uh, basically put uh, requirements in place that they just weren't ready to deliver on. And so, again, it's, it's created a lot of work, quite frankly, but uh, we feel that the, the end investor will benefit, and that's important. In the end, financial services is still a people business. It's people helping people. But technology plays a fantastic part in that, and one of the things that it's allowing us is hyper-personalization of their portfolios. What do you see in there? Yeah, so there's a, a few key areas in that space you know, from a hyper-personalization perspective. I think it starts with financial planning, and we are on a great path, and I, I don't want momentum to be lost on the idea that all investors, all individuals should have a goals-based financial plan, you know, so something that captures their goals, their objectives, as simple as, or as complex as it can be. So that's kind of where the personalization trend, in my opinion, began. You know, it's quickly accelerated you know, as technology around trading, fractional share ownership has become much more prevalent. 
um, into you know, things like direct indexing, uh, which uh, can be used from both a tax management and a personalization of portfolios based on preferences, goals, objectives. It certainly has led into uh, the ability to accelerate marketing of sustainability in ESG you know, as a values and impact uh, uh, um, uh, part of the portfolio management process as well. Um, and so that you know, the, there's just a massive amount of, I'll say, interest, engagement. I think firms are trying to sort it out. I think one of the things to be very careful about on the hyper-personalization front is that you know, we spent the better part of the last decade trying to encourage advisors to engage third-party asset managers, you know, model portfolios, manage portfolio solutions, focus on planning, focus on the personal client engagement you mentioned, and leave portfolio management to third parties. I worry a bit that this hyper-personalization, not done right, can eliminate right, the ability to scale. And so it's a very delicate balance that I think we need to strike in the marketplace in terms of personalizing where it's needed and it's wanted, but making sure that, again, that advisor has the infrastructure, technology, and operation that they can still make sure they focus on the individual, like you mentioned. First and foremost, that individual making sure that they're engaged, uh, they understand the plan and its objective, and they stick to it. It's a hyper-competitive market. If you take five advisors at the same size, it's five different businesses with five different goals. What are you seeing out there in terms of the environment and the competitiveness of it? Hyper-competitive. Hyper-competitive. More so than I've ever seen in the, you know, my 25 years in the business. And you know, I think there is this need for scale that, that we talked about, and it coincides with Again, the, the environment in, that has caused, quite frankly, a lot of advisors to reevaluate where they want to be, you know, their preparedness or lack thereof could lead them to, again, go out and seek partnership, merger, uh, or to acquire. Um, and so you have firms aggressively pursuing assets. You have new entrants into the marketplace, which has, again, uh, from a robo-advice perspective, hybrid firms, uh, you know, as well as an influx in capital. Right, so you have a situation where PE is involved, consolidators now have access to capital to, uh, to, to bring advisors together. PE can power both their direct purchase of, of uh, advisory practices. It can enable, this cap, same capital can enable advisors themselves to go out and buy practices. So hyper-competitive more so than ever. That does create, and you started to go there, I believe, this, this strong need though when that happens, when you bring a new advisor into the fold, regardless of that structure, making sure that you maintain the scale, both the scale of those practices now combined, as well as the ability to grow organically. And so you really need at that point of inflection, right, when that thing happens, that connection of an advisor to another advisor, new firm, et cetera, making sure that systems, processes, technology are uh, empower future organic growth and you don't have disparate or conflicting systems that you know, that eliminate that scale that you've you've, you've gone into that uh, transaction, so to speak, to to try and get to. So these are big topics that you're learning about. You're hearing about them. You're talking about them with people. You're coming to conferences. So now you go back to the lab. How does Morningstar respond to all these things? Sure. Yeah. And it 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 really centers around understanding, we mentioned personalization, and it really starts with the investor. You know, we feel that if we can understand what's going on in the investor's mind and realize what it takes to empower their success, our activities follow from there. 
So as we engage individual advisors, as we engage the firms they might affiliate with, as we engage asset managers, we can then understand what they in fact need. And this really leads to an evaluation of new data sets. So is there information, you know, structured products, for instance, uh, crypto is certainly top of mind, private investments. Uh, are there gaps in data information and then research that we can fill? And so those are areas we're really focused on to make sure as those products round out the personalized recommendations, there is a source of independent research and advice. The second uh, big thing, and I mentioned it earlier, is understanding how the workflows need to change and making sure that we take on that responsibility. Right? So Morningstar's workflows are modified to address changing regulatory landscape engagement uh, with investors. One quick thing I would share there is uh, sustainability and ESG is strong focus. We have saw a gap in the marketplace in terms of evaluating preferences for values and impact. And so we spent a lot of time in the lab, again, so to speak, to develop out uh, processes similar to risk tolerance questionnaires that can in a framework-based approach, draw out through a series of questions what that investor's motivations around sustainability, sustainability are. So that'd be an example of, you know, in the lab, uh, what we have going on these days. Morningstar is a data research and tech company, but it's based, everything you do is for the end investor, and I think that's fantastic. Thank you. That's you know, Joe Mansueto founded the firm back in '84 again to empower that investor success. That's always been you know our north star. And you know, as I mentioned, if you if you put yourself in their shoes, right? If that's the lens through which you see the investing and planning world, you know, we just feel we'll find the right path, right? The right solutions that are needed out there in the marketplace, and you know, through strong partnership with the industry, deliver on them. Matt, thanks so much for being with us today. Really appreciate the time. Thank you very much. All right. Please follow us for all the latest updates on Twitter, LinkedIn, and Facebook, all at Advisorpedia. For everyone at Advisorpedia, our producer, Jakey Beard, and the Power Your Advice podcast team, this is Doug Heikinen.